0: Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company.
1: This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. Last Friday, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals issued a ruling that answers a wonky but really important question. When do agency regulations actually become final? The court ruled that agency rulemaking has become final actions once they are made available for public inspection in the Federal Register, not on the date of actual publication. And that decision has far-reaching implications for future agency rulemaking, for incoming and outgoing presidents, and it has put progressive advocates in an unusual position, siding with the Trump-appointed judge. So today, we chat with Politico's Alex Gian about what the court actually ruled, how it could impact executive and agency regulatory power, and why this decision doesn't exactly fall along partisan lines. It's Tuesday, July 26th. So, Alex, on Friday, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals made a ruling that impacts how rulemakings from government agencies are released Can you break down how the timeline works now and what would be different under this ruling?
0: Yeah, so right now when an agency has a final regulation or proposed regulation or lots of stuff, but when they have final rules especially, they have to publish them in the Federal Register. It's the big old book that the government puts out that says here's everything we're doing and everything you need to know about. And so what happens is for a very long time, it's generally been held that rules are final when they are published in the Federal Register and it comes out every weekday. But the Office of the Federal Register puts out what's called public inspection documents. And this is basically just a copy of the regulation that's available the day before, usually. It's always at least one day ahead. So what happened was there was a fight over an animal abuse regulation that the Obama administration put out right at the end of its term. And that rule was placed on public inspection on January 19th, 2017, which, of course, you will recall, was the final full day of the Obama administration. And it was going to be published in the Federal Register on January 24th of that year. But before that could happen, President Trump was sworn in and, like all presidents have this century, immediately put a, a halt on all non-final regulations. And they pulled that rule back, among various others. So after, what, a good five years of legal fighting here, the D.C. Circuit on Friday last week ruled that... There's really not much difference between being put on public inspection and being formally published. And so I know that all sounds very wonky, but what what's happened here is that they've moved up a little bit when a rule is technically considered final. And we're starting to see people consider the implications of that ruling and talk about what that means.
1: Yeah, on the implications side of this, it, it seems like this could have a major impact on how presidents pass regulations when they're coming into office and leaving. Can you talk a little bit about what that impact will be? How does this ruling impact how agencies finalize actions, particularly in the climate and environmental space that we cover?
0: Yeah, so the immediate and probably the biggest impact is going to be in that midnight rule period. And midnight rule is a term used around Washington to describe regulations that an administration puts out in the final weeks or months before a presidential transition. So basically what's happened here is This ruling will make it a little bit easier for agencies trying to get midnight rules across the finish line because it can be a little hard to tell, especially at that period when there's a presidential transition, there's a lot going on, exactly when a rule is going to get published in the Federal Register. And so if you can just get it to the point where they have a public inspection notice on it, that would be the point at which the rule is considered final and thus locked in. And what that means, too, is that the incoming president, the new president, it's a little bit harder for them to reverse those rules if they want to, because at that point, they would have to go through the notice and comment rulemaking. That's a multiple-month process. One sort of interesting thing about this ruling, too, was that the Humane Society also tried to argue that the rule is final when the agency, in this case the Agriculture Department, posted a pre-publication copy on its website. Lots of agencies do this, and the court said, we're not touching that argument because we've resolved this case just by talking about public inspection documents. But it's really interesting, because if some court does end up ruling that just posting a pre-publication notice on an agency's website is a, a final agency action, that's going to have an even bigger impact, because now, at that point, I think most agencies would simply stop doing that, which would mean waiting longer and longer to see what's in a regulation. And it could potentially make it harder to sue because agencies can do that. They don't always have to send out a press release saying, we just posted a final rule on our website. Sometimes they do it super quietly. And if that's the thing that makes an agency action final, and that's what starts the clock on when you can sue, that's potentially going (laughs) to be a, a real curveball in the regulatory litigation process. So this is a very wonky ruling, but it's been having some pretty interesting side effects, at least people are talking about so far.
1: Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the reaction? It, it seems that this decision doesn't necessarily fall neatly along partisan lines here.
0: Yeah, this is sort of an odd one, partly in the judges who wrote it and then partly in the reaction sense. So it, it was a three-judge panel. In the minority was Naomi Rao. She was appointed to the bench by Donald Trump. But for the first few years of his administration, she ran the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs, OIRA. And she ruled and said, no, publication is when a rule is final. And she raised a number of questions about what this ruling means in her dissent and said she's certainly been raising the red flag. And what's especially interesting about this is a lot of progressive regulatory experts say she got it right. We think that publication should be the benchmark here and not public inspection. So this isn't necessarily a Democrat versus Republican or a conservative versus liberal issue. And so if this is appealed, potentially like to the full DC circuit, it's certainly possible we could see a different outcome in that case. I don't know if it's going to be appealed or not, but if it is, this isn't the neat ideological kind of issue that a lot of people want the courts to address or think that they operate that way necessarily. So just to put that out there and be clear.
1: Also, the United States has become the world's largest LNG exporter, beating out Qatar and Australia to take the top spot. That's what the Energy Information Administration announced on Monday. The U.S. delivers an average of 11.2 billion cubic feet a day to overseas buyers, a major achievement for a country that only started shipping liquefied natural gas in significant quantities in 2016. However, the industry's success has become a political football at home, with environmentalists concerned that the increased use of natural gas is leading to rising methane pollution. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com/morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back tomorrow.
0: Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogenfuel.